You know that feeling when you're midway through your career, sensing a pull towards something different? That's halftime. Welcome to the Halftime Leadership Podcast with Cosman Gabriel. Drawing inspiration from his experiences of over 20 years in corporate America, marketing agencies, and entrepreneurship, Cosman navigates those deeply personal transitions and the possibilities they unveil. Whether you're considering a move into fractional executive leadership, dreaming of a renewed sense of freedom, or just eager for a change, you're in the right place. Dive into stories of reimagining roles, learn lessons from other executive leaders, and gather tools for your next big leap. Because sometimes, halftime is the perfect time to reshape the strategy of the game. Go ahead and subscribe now to this podcast. Settle in, take a deep breath, and let's explore the world of halftime leadership together. Hey there, it's Cosman Gabriel, and if you're here, chances are you sense those transformative moments in your career. Moments of reflection, decision, and sometimes reinvention. Well, I've felt them too. Throughout my journey, I've been at amazing brands like USAA, Samsung, and even General Motors, and I encountered many crossroads. Each one held lessons, insights, and choices that shaped my path from a career perspective. And this Halftime Leadership Podcast really was birthed or stemmed from these intersections. So why Halftime Leadership? Well, just like in any game, there comes a halftime, a pause, a break, a chance to reassess. In our careers, these halftimes are pivotal. They're the moments when we ask ourselves, is there another path, a different way to lead, a new challenge to undertake? And this idea of halftime was also inspired by a great book that was given to me by an executive years ago called Halftime. And it was written by uh, a gentleman named Bob Buford and just highly recommend you uh, take that book, read it. Uh, But uh, intersecting halftime plus leadership is a great way to really start understanding that next chapter. So this new chapter for me was the idea of being a fractional executive for companies. And this idea of being a fractional executive is somewhat new uh, as in this time that I'm doing this podcast in late 2023, and uh, if you're listening to this uh, in in the future or uh, whenever you are, uh, you'll probably either think, wow, he was very early on, or you know what, that passed on. But I believe that it's an amazing journey because it's an evolution to uh, the idea of management consulting and being able to not just consult as a project basics, but also uh, be a part of that company on a part-time basis to be able to help make an impact to the company, the team, and uh, the department that you're uh, going to be responsible for as a fractional executive and so much more. And so uh, that's why in this season of my life, I wanted to cover how to be a successful fractional executive and bundle together Uh, a lot of the learnings, uh, best practices, and even share some confessions and also some challenges and uh, failures that I've come across and uh, be able to share that with you and learn together from that experience so we can all have, uh, what I like to say, a better sense and a better life of greater freedom, income, and purpose. So that was 
uh, introduction, if you will, into this Halftime Leadership Podcast. And now let's go ahead and get into the meat of this podcast and specifically the topic of how do I attract new companies as a fractional executive? And this idea of uh, how to make sure that I am succeeding and the success of a fractional executive business is having those one, two, three or so companies that you're working on a concurrent basis in order to, uh, in many cases, double or triple your income of what you could be making as a full-time executive or a full-time leader within an organization. And so this topic of attracting new prospects, attracting new companies and clients is something that I hear so much of in discussions as I talk with various uh, fractional leaders and those that want to become fractional executives. And, you know, many times, you know, you may be a corporate professional that uh, are in that stage in your career where you're like, okay, there is a half time in my life where I want to assess, do I want to continue down this path? Or maybe there's an unforeseen circumstance of a reorganization, a layoff, whatever it is, and you're at that point in your life where you're saying, okay, I want something different. I've heard of this idea of being a fractional executive, but you know what? It's really going to be hard because I don't know where I can get that first customer. I don't know where I can get that first company to be able to uh, begin the game, begin to start learning and begin to start applying and uh, building an actual business. And so what I want to do now is really go ahead and cover a few things that uh, I've run across and I've implemented. And of course, you know, throughout the journey, there's always going to be, you know, newer and better ways to do things. But when I started my journey as an, and as I'm building my business as a fractional executive, these are some of the principles that, that I look out for and I also like sharing with others that are beginning on this journey. So let's go ahead and get started. One of the first things that you have to think about when you decide to make the transition to a fractional executive or have already made that transition but saying, you know what, I want more, I want to grow more, what am I doing perhaps wrong, why is it not working? The first thing you have to think about is solidifying your personal brand. So uh, I am a fractional CMO, my background is marketing, and so the idea of a personal brand is more familiar to me. However, perhaps you're a fractional CFO or a fractional CTO, fractional COO, the idea of a personal brand may be scary, right? How do you position yourself in the marketplace and what is that personal brand? And one of the first things that uh, I like to uh, tell others and, and help others is your online presence needs to radiate professionalism and expertise. And I've worked personally, I've worked extensively on my LinkedIn profile over the years, a personal website and other platforms to ensure that they all align with the brand I want to portray. I want to make sure that there's a consistent look, there's a consistent message, there's a consistent uh, tagline of what I am offering and so much more. So this idea of a personal brand is really important and it's 
it doesn't it doesn't just start on the online presence but also who you are from a personal brand when you show up in meetings when you show up at a networking event uh, are you that outgoing person are you that uh, quiet introspective person are you that one that is the connector is the one that uh, is able to uh, provide that thought leadership whatever that is it's really really important to make sure that you solidify what your personal brand in brand is so uh, i would highly encourage you to uh, look up online uh, on various different resources around that and part of the fractional officer method uh, that that i help individuals make that transition i cover a lot of tools and a lot of resources that help you establish that and lock in what that personal brand is and one of those tools that i like sharing is uh, this tool called secta.ai so that's s-e-c-t-a dot a-i and uh, this tool at the time of this podcast is a great tool for a corporate headshot and when it comes to a personal brand your corporate headshot is hopefully something that is current. I can't tell you how many professionals that come up to me and say, hey, can you take a look? What do you think? And I looked at their LinkedIn profile or perhaps a resume and they have a headshot from a long time ago. <laughs> and is that truly the, the personal brand that you want to portray? And what secta.ai, uh, what, what this tool does is it actually uses uh, AI technology to generate from multiple photos, uh, you know, perhaps selfies. Uh, personally, when, when I started this, I did not have selfies on my phone like my daughter may have. However, uh, what I what I did was I went through uh, an archive of, of photos that I had and basically you upload those to secta.ai and for a small fee it creates AI generated headshots of you uh, in a way that and I believe there's a uh, hundred 200 plus depending on the package that that you get of various views and clothes and and you can also select if you want it to be professional looking, more casual, etc. So it's a great way to instantly create a corporate headshot that more than likely will be 95, 98% or or better in looking like you. It was it was radical when I first uh, when I first tried this out, and since then they've really progressed the tool. And so, from a personal brand perspective, I highly encourage that you take a look at. Uh, your your LinkedIn profile, your personal website, other platforms, align the messaging, align the look, the feel, and make sure you have a crisp bio. And more importantly, what is that corporate headshot that represents you as a personal brand? So that's the first thing that I wanted to share when it comes to uh, beginning to set the foundation of how you will get those consistent meetings because as you are active online, what your your personal brand is online is going to be really important when you have those conversations to match because it builds on the trust factor 
with the prospective uh, client or, or lead that you're going to be talking to. So that's the first one. The second, the second foundational component of being able to attract uh, up to five or more different company meetings or prospect meetings during a week is leveraging content marketing. So my goal is to be a thought leader in the fractional executive space. You, in your function as a fractional, once you start identifying your personal brand and the companies that you will be serving, how do you become a thought leader in that space? And I realize it may be hard or uh, not natural when it comes to uh, posting things on LinkedIn, publishing perhaps a, a newsletter, going to community forums and uh, providing your point of view. It may not be uh, native to you. However, uh, just engage, just uh, be a part of those conversations, wish other people congratulations, uh, share some thoughts, share some ideas. By regularly publishing insightful content and insightful messages uh, about things in your industry, pain points, solutions, you begin to start establishing that trust with that target audience that you will be potentially working with. And it really is a game changer because you may not see the reward right away, but it gives an opportunity from a long-term perspective of others uh, being able to reach out to you based on what you saw. I don't know how many instances I get from people that I have uh, those prospect calls with say, say, you know what, Cosman, I remember a few weeks ago, a couple months ago, you shared something and it caught my attention. And now the moment has come where I need to talk to you. And so being able to uh, be active and leverage the, the content, which is your thought leadership, your comments, perhaps uh, using a tool like Canva, uh, C-A-N-V-A, uh, dot com to create some quick, quick graphics. You don't have to be a designer. And that's what's so fantastic about uh, tools today. If you're not a graphic, not a not a graphic artist, designer, not a uh, not a marketing person to be able to quickly create fantastic graphics of just some quotes, some insights, some thoughts and post that on your LinkedIn, post it in your email, send it to your friends, your colleagues to be able to help position yourself with that content marketing. And again, that's the second key thing that fundamentally uh, I want to share with you as uh, something to help lay the groundwork for being able to secure those, uh, those meetings with prospective uh, companies and decision makers. The third thing I wanna talk about is engage in direct outreach. I allocate a portion of my week to directly reach out to decision makers I believe would benefit from my expertise, from my function. And when it comes to direct outreach, that's once you make a comment on LinkedIn or uh, somebody refers you, reach out directly, send a message, send an email, and just introduce yourself. Have, uh, let them know of of where you are, what your journey is, and more importantly, 
uh, ended with, how can I help? And sometimes I've even seen great, great best practices of beginning emails or messages saying, hey, I'm available. Let's connect. I want to see if I can help you. Uh, and it opens up an opportunity for that direct outreach. Now, keep in mind, I, this is not necessarily a, a cold call, but more of a tailored personal outreach. So you don't want to do uh, one to you know many thousands. This is in the very beginning and, and also ongoing where you try and target uh, some of that time during the day where you're directly messaging, directly emailing, and perhaps even directly giving a text or a phone call uh, to, to individuals and decision makers within your industry and your network that you may, that you may know. And uh, also, if you, do want to, if you do want to do more one-to-many, there are many uh, AI tools out there to help automate much of this. And at the same time, you, you can automate the initial messaging to people, let's say on LinkedIn to connect with somebody, it automatically sends a, you know, thank you for the connection. And then that begins the messaging uh, on LinkedIn. And then you engage directly with a human interaction. Uh, that's also a great way to begin. And, and uh, in the Fraction Officer Method, I share some of these tools and resources on how to do that and how to quickly get uh, set up and running. And so a key note, or I'll say a bonus tip that I wanna make sure that I share with you is do your research. Understand the person or the company's challenges in advance and propose tangible solutions. And that way you can begin the conversation where it's a benefit for them and not a benefit for you, which uh, from my perspective is something that either way I like to begin the, the relationship. It needs to be a benefit for the individual and the company uh, to make it, make it worthwhile. And so that's the third, the third foundational element of securing those uh, five prospect calls or more or five prospect meetings or more. The fourth thing that I want to cover is network relentlessly. Now, I know this is a topic of a conversation where networking, traditional networking, where you're in a environment with uh, multiple other people that are similar to you from a networking perspective, uh, it, it could be something for you to try. One thing that I've always tried to do is to be very intentional to network with either peers so I can build other relationships or uh, to be in areas where my, where my potential customer will be or the potential company that I'll be. And so, for example, in my industry or in my niche that I am a fractional uh, executive for, I'll attend conferences, I'll attend uh, workshops, seminars, and just connect. And what's great about the world that we live in today, you don't have to be necessarily in person, which is a great value, but you can also be remote. In this remote world that we live in, many of these conference, workshops, seminars are ones that you can attend from your home office. And so I like to make it a priority where once or twice a week or as they're available and relevant, I'll attend some of these. So that one hour can spin off 
easily three, five or more different conversations that uh, once you have those 30 minutes to see how you can help each other out, it opens doors to other ways to uh, get those introductions to decision makers at companies. So the idea is you don't wanna just hand out a business card. You wanna engage in meaningful conversations, ask questions, offer value, and make yourself memorable. And in this way, you're able to just network relentlessly. And that's the fourth one. The fifth one I wanna talk about is refining your offerings. So it's not just about getting meetings, it's about converting them into paying companies or converting them to have you as their fractional executive. And every conversation that I have with prospective clients, I'm always refining based on the needs of the marketplace, the needs of the industry. My framework remains the same and your framework for your industry or your niche uh, is something that you will build on. However, you're constantly refining based on the need. So uh, based on the feedback, uh, ensuring that I'm addressing the pressing needs of that company and the market. And so in order for you to strengthen your positioning and your offering for prospective companies, it, it allows you and puts you in a position to be more successful in converting those three to five or more uh, bookings for companies per week. And as a matter of fact, after each meeting, even if perhaps it's not a good fit for me to uh, be a fractional executive for that company, after each meeting, I try and follow up, ask for feedback, what resonated, look, look out for what resonated, what didn't resonate. And for you as a fractional executive, this information is gold for refining your pitch and your solutions that you are providing. And then just a couple more here, I wanna cover the sixth one, which is um, the idea of embracing automated AI tech or AI powered CRM system. So CRM, customer relationship management system, for those of you that may not have heard that term. And so embracing that, we, are living in a time where AI tech is becoming more and more pervasive in everything that we do. And what once was a tedious, time-consuming effort to set up CRM systems with the power of AI, you're able to build a, a, a messaging cadence, an email flow, a uh, automated booking of, of, um, of, of meetings with tools like Calendly and others, it is now easier than ever to be able to set that up. And this component of the principles that I'm sharing with you is critical to help automate those meetings because you're doing all of these initial, initial steps that I mentioned, solidifying your personal brand, leveraging the content and becoming a uh, subject matter expert in your industry, engaging in direct outreach, networking relentlessly, refining your solutions and offerings. You're doing all of this, but you don't, you, you don't wanna take the time to 
just miss something when it comes to setting meetings and, and, and doing all those administrative things uh, in order for you to be efficient. And uh, this has been a game changer for me and also others that I've worked with when they discover how to automate uh, their, their customer relationship management uh, solutions. And don't be afraid of, of the term AI. These tools are designed to be user-friendly and can provide insights that were once unattainable. And some of the initial AI-powered CRM tools that I'd recommend you start off, start off with is a lot of the known ones. And so, you know, HubSpot uh, recently introduced uh, an AI component to their tool. So if you search up Hub, HubSpot with AI, uh, they are continuously integrating AI into their platform and they're offering predictive lead scoring, chatbots, uh, content recommendations. And one of the best things uh, about this is that you can get started for free uh, with them and just try them out. And for what is a fairly low monthly cost, you can scale from there. And so highly recommend uh, you, know, you take a look at that. And then there's also uh, Salesforce has a tool called Salesforce Einstein. And this is an AI tool embedded within Salesforce and Einstein delivers predictions and recommendations based on your unique business processes of how to uh, ensure that the prospect is converted into a paying customer. And then another tool that I, I've uh, uncovered and used is uh, by a, a known company, Zoho, Z-O-H-O. So Zoho CRM with Zia, Z-I-A. So Zia is Zoho's AI-powered assistant, and this can predict deal closures, detect any kind of anomalies, and even suggest optimal times to contact prospects. And so these are three of the initial AI-powered CRM tools that, uh, that I've used and I recommend. However, uh, more than likely next week, there'll be another tool that's gonna be showing up and, and uh, I'm always uh, discovering them and also being sent many tools from other fractional executives and, and trying to uh, share other ones that may be better at different things. So it all depends on your industry, your niche, and how you want to approach it and what is easiest for you. But the idea is embrace AI-powered CRM systems. And then finally, the last step is keep learning and adapting. The business landscape is ever evolving. So to consistently attract and convert prospects, always be on the lookout for trends, challenges, and opportunities in the market. You wanna continuously learn, and if you have a process in place uh, based on using these principles that I shared with you, it gives you an opportunity to just learn and adapt and test and tweak. And what you'll uncover going through these principles of solidifying your personal brand, leveraging content, engaging in direct outreach, networking relentlessly, refining your solutions and offerings, embracing automated AI-powered CRM systems, what you'll see is that it lays that foundation for you to be able to have a system to drive 
easily five uh, meetings per month for you to have conversations with potential uh, companies and potential clients that you can work with. And this is a critical component of having a successful fractional executive business because this is the lifeblood of your business in order to make sure that uh, you're always having an opportunity and a bench of potential companies for you to work with. And so I hope that uh, this approach has been very uh, valuable for you and I challenge you after this uh, podcast and listening to some of this, begin with that. Uh, begin with uh, looking at your personal brand and leveraging the content and all the other steps that I've outlined in this podcast. And it has the potential to revolutionize how you can go to market as a fractional executive and ensure that you're having those five or more weekly booked meetings for you to have a conversation with decision makers and close those and close the deals and be able to have a thriving fractional executive business. Thank you for tuning in to the Halftime Leadership Podcast. I hope you found today's episode valuable and inspiring. If you're eager to transition in your halftime journey to the world of fractional executive leadership, I invite you to visit fractionalofficer.com. I'll show you how to be a successful fractional executive and save you months of trial and error through my proven fractional officer method. Also, go to LinkedIn groups today and search for fractional officer community. Join countless others who have chosen a new career journey with fractional executive leadership. Don't forget to subscribe and tell others about this podcast. Once again, this is Cosman signing off for this episode. See you soon on the next Halftime Leadership Podcast.